next on The Tea in Season 2, Episode 14 of Grow the Grind. From the short game to the big time, live from the Cognizant Founders Cup, the star of the Netflix documentary, The Short Game, Cali born and bred out of Riverside, California, the junior golf elite and USC-bound freshman, winner of the 2019 California Women's Amateur Championship, U.S. Women's Open participant, a semifinalist in the U.S. Women's Amateur Four-Ball Championship, a U.S. Kids Golf World Champion, and an LPGA star in the making, Amari Avery. Joining Amari is her proud and hardworking caddy, the man behind the scenes who also goes by the name Dad. Guiding Amari to the level she competes at today hasn't been without adversity and struggle. But through the journey, persistence and dedication to the grind has propelled Amari to the top of the field. Co-star of the short game and professional looper this week at the Founders Cup, Andre Avery. Almost five years ago, during my first U.S. Kids Golf Tournament, I was walking down the fairway of the first hole after rolling my drive 80 yards down the pipe with my soon-to-be friend, Campbell Ray. Of course, my dad was already in her dad's ear trying to find a new buddy. Mr. Ray told him about the movie, The Short Game, before we reached the green. I carted a brutal round at some dump dog track in Elgin, Illinois, and recycled the tearaway scorecard evidence. We went home with some ice cream and watched a movie that would set my dreams in motion. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but it does feel like that movie opened up all kinds of opportunities for us. Talking to Mr. Ray about it when we were walking down that fairway, it seems like forever ago, but like I do really appreciate that tip. And I share it any chance I can get at this point in my life. When junior golf dads come talk to me, ask me questions like, hey, when's a good time to start? My kids love swinging a golf club. What, what can you tell me? I say, watch a short game. You know, watch a short game because I feel like it lights fires in people. Like they see it, they get that, the feel of the parade, they get the idea what it might be like for them to participate in something like that. And it gets you out working. For me, it's something we put on all the time. You know, we still watch it. Talking to Amari and her dad, feel like in the junior golf world, oftentimes you see them at different events that they are celebrities. They have that kind of status symbol now. And it's prepped her. She's, she's playing on tour now. She's playing at USC. And so obviously that movie changed her life, but I think it's changing a lot of lives. I don't think I'm being overly dramatic about it either. Like I genuinely do think that uh, once you watch it and once you feel what that could potentially be like for yourself and for your child, you want your kid to have that experience. You want their hard work to pay off. I actually think it lives up to everything and more, what it depicts. And certainly the emotional roller coaster, the toll, you know, Andre got a bad rap in that movie, but we talk about that in the podcast. And, you know, I share my perspective on the fact that I actually kind of I, I rationalize and, and understand where he was coming from in a lot of those moments. But this isn't this this podcast is not just about the short game, right? It's about it's about her journey, it's about their story. And we caught them in a really great moment as they qualify for the LPGA Founders Cup through the John Shippen. And she didn't play necessarily great uh she she had a bad day when we talked to her after the round and we were like hey what's up she goes i just three putted so many times out there i don't know i don't know how that happened because she had felt really good about her putting going into it and day two that showed she shot two under day two and the cut was somewhere around you know one under or something like that so if she doesn't if she doesn't have five 
four or five three putt, she probably does end up making the cut. But I don't think it. I don't think it matters. She knows where she's headed. Uh, we know where she's headed. It started with the short game, and it's unbelievable that we got a chance to sit down with them as, as she preps for that next step moving forward. It was unbelievable to cover our first LPGA event and to make it even better, talk to the youngest player in the field and someone I have and still look up to. Let's get this episode started. We hope you enjoyed the 14th installment of Season 2 on Grow the Grind. Grow the Grind is back again from the 2021 Founders Cup at the historic Mountain Ridge Country Club in New Jersey. The buzz volume is turning up a few notches as the players are beginning to wrap up their practice round and the big event is just around the corner. Amari Avery and her caddy, who happens to be her dad, Andre, just finished their loop and it was their second time around the track. We can't wait to dig into this episode with you guys. Thank you for joining us. We know it's been a busy week and we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Excited to have you. Dad? You know, I know you're in the middle of a nap right now. <laughs> so, you, so you just walked up that last hill in the 18th. It isn't the easiest walk. It is called like Mountain Ridge here, right? So, I know we're gonna put you. Uh, we're gonna put you in the background a little bit. We said this is the this is the Amari show, right? Yes. It's always the Amari show. <laughs> Not always, but we're excited to have both of you. I think I think you're. This is gonna be really a fun one for us. We've watched from afar for a while here, and and you got here. Kind of in a in a cool way, right? Like yeah. to to get into this event in the in the manner which you did. Tell us about tell us about that process for you and, and kind of cracking in through the, the side door to, to participate right, this right. week. Yeah, so I uh, competed in the John Shippen uh, tournament. Um, just a good tournament for minorities to you know get a chance to play out here with the pros. And um, I played in the what they called it was the Cognizant Shootout. Um, it was just a three hole. Uh, shootout and whoever had the best score was going to get the exemption. So you played in the event. Did they yeah. cut that like field down to six? Uh, so the thing was, um, they took the top two teams. My partner and I tied with another team. So there was um, three teams basically. Who's your partner? Uh, Bailey, Bailey Davis from Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a buddy. Yeah, she's, she's really she's close. She's a ball striker, right? She hits it far. We're we're pretty neck and neck. So. so what was that? What was that event? You said it's a team event. Yeah, it was a team event. So we had, there was two exemptions for the event. So there's one going into the um, I forget what it's called. The, the LPGA. Uh, it was it called, called the Dow. The Dow match play. Yeah. So there was one exemption for that, and then the top two teams go head to head to get the individual spot which was here mm-hmm. that's so great yeah there's got to be a, a quite amount of pressure kind of falling and not that you're not used to pressure yeah. but it was three holes and it was a three-hole playoff i think you went birdie par par or something yeah. like that yeah. and that first birdie had to feel pretty good knowing what was on the line yeah it was pretty good i mean um me and bailey earlier on in the day didn't um we played okay. We just didn't put that put that well. We never really sunk anything. So first hole was a par three, and I ended up making the purdy. So it was pretty nice. Set the tone for the three holes. Where's she at then? Uh, she's busy, Knoxville. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's playing a tournament right now. I think. Yeah. So this will be your second run at an LPGA event, and you're just 17 years old. The first being the U.S. Open at the Olympic Club this summer. Do you feel like that challenge in your home state has prepared you for this event? Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, playing tournaments in general prepares you for stuff like this, but um, this is a pro event, so it's definitely mm-hmm. a different atmosphere out here. Um, the girls are, um, they play pretty hardcore, and they're all very good, so um, the pressure is definitely on, but 
I'm not a pro, so I'm not playing for any money. So no. I'm really just out here for the experience yeah. and um, for when I actually do get out here. You guys, you played with uh, Lindbergh today, right? Yeah, Pernilla. Yeah. She seemed like she liked you. Yeah, uh, we actually met a couple years ago for uh, the ANA Inspiration Media Day, so we were already pretty familiar with with each other. We just never played together. So, so that was the year after she went crazy on that yeah. like 18th yep. hole walk back. I yep. remember you. You probably don't even remember. I made you watch that. So like <laughs> they they kept routine it, and it was getting pitched. Like they almost had to like bring the cars in right. from the parking right. lot to right. t- get the lights on the mm-hmm. the putting green, right? Yeah. And yeah. and so right. she won that. So she was a part of it, and you won the junior. Right. Um. I was just one of the juniors picked. I didn't win. Um, I think that year I placed fourth, so, yeah. Oh, I'm fourth. Yeah, fourth. (laughs) I was trying to get in. You have to win to get into the major, so came up a little short. It had to be a different type of experience than anything that you had played in before. Dad, you weren't on the bag there, were you? No. (laughs) (laughs) And is that a USG thing or a USGA thing? Because I know in the junior stuff, Dad can't be on the bag at all. Right, yeah. Parents aren't allowed in the bag in U.S. juniors, but... But in the open, yeah. you could have been. Yeah. Yes. Oh, don't do that to <laughs> us all day. You're scared of something here. Uh, no, you could have if you wanted to, but you, right. had, you had a different caddy there. And, yeah. And, and the, uh, in the event itself, the grass was thick. We oh, talked yeah. to a few people. There was a lot of ams in the field. Yes. So yeah. uh, Allie asked that question because I think it's a good one. So you said in an interview before the U.S. Open that a successful week would be you enjoying the experience whether it goes good or bad. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel that way or do you feel differently about that thought process while you reflect back on your first major championship? Yeah, I definitely still feel that way. Um, I don't think my thought process changed at all. I can't really predict my week from you know before, so I just kind of have to take everything as it comes. And yeah, for me, I didn't. I mean, I wanted to make the cut and play well, but I mean, we were playing at Olympics, so there's only so much you can ask for. So, I mean, even though I missed the cut, I gained so much so much experience and met a lot of people. So I still have that thought process, and even this week, I'll have that same thing. Did you set up some uh, rounds with some of your friends in that for the practice stuff, or does it just was it random on who you went out with? Uh, it was pretty random. Um, I tried to, you know, like go with some of the pros I knew. Pernilla, I just happened to play with her because um, I changed uh, tee times, but everyone kind of signed up with whoever, and I don't really. And there's more friendships out here than what I know, so right. I just kind of play yeah. with that. Do you have a similar mindset coming into this week like you did at that first event where you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm just going to try to enjoy the experience and, and make sure it's fun, or is it yeah. is it different the second time around? Uh, I mean, the second time around, I do have a little more experience out there with the pressure, but I mean, it's still very new to me. Like I said, I'll take everything as it comes, but... Man, uh, you're a pro. Look yeah. how polished she is. She's, yeah. like, she's like super. Like, all right. I'm going to yeah, take it as it comes. Did you yeah. train her on this? No. Or Andre, come on. I mean, but this. I Nothing. Mean, <laughs> Win. No. No, but yeah, this course is a little different than Olympics. So it's it's pretty, it's a little more open. The greens are huge. So are. even though they're tough, they're big. So, I mean, it's, they're pretty, pretty easy to hit. And um, this week I'm kind of going to start throwing, throwing more darts at the pins and trying to. <laughs> play well it's pretty wide open it kind of fits my eye so you're thinking uh you're not going to say it out loud but i know we're trying to play four days here aren't we oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. we're not trying to go home early okay <laughs> more than one word answer can you walk four days in a row or are you going to need to call me in um i may need to call somebody in but we'll see okay you know i'll definitely try to push it out this is your first time walking the on the bag with her in an lpga event yeah yes. come on what does that feel like for you no, it feels good. It really feels good. It, um, you know, it's it hurt, but um, I, I'll walk six, seven, eight days if I have to. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause oh, for it, sure. It is a yeah. great experience. You know what I mean? To be out here with these 
professionals and, and being able to interact with them. And so it's a different level. Did you pick anything up when you were out there today with those other caddies on that pro level, just in the way that they work, or is it, is it an I, old hat for you? I don't know what they do. No. What they do is, is far beyond what I, 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 I'm still I'm in awe. Yeah, I feel the same way. You're like, yeah. the, okay, so the yardage books are behind us. You had to pick up yardage books. Is that like a hundred dollars for those things? Those yeah. are the green. The, the green, yeah, green the, books. the green book. It was. Yeah. I mean, they're charging a hundred bucks for. It. I looked at it. I'm like, I can't. I mean, there's hot and cold zones. There's numbers right. all over it. I don't. Right. I'm not at that level at all. I, I couldn't even probably do you any kind of service out there. Now, I'm not saying you're yeah. at my level, but yeah. I think it can be a lot to understand. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, those, those guys were doing things yesterday that I couldn't comprehend. I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Uh, excuse my language. No, you're uh, good. I, yeah, I, I, was, I was baffled, right? Even right. today, I was like, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't, you know, I'm just looking at my book to make, it, make sure I look important. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. So, no, so it's on you, apparently, once right. you get up there. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know the <laughs> basics of, you know, looking at a yardage book and, you know, taking my yardages and stuff, but, I mean, they're taking notes and measuring things that, I can't even understand. Yeah. I mean, but this they do this for a living, so I'm yeah. I'm not there yet, but I should probably start to get to know. I don't know how you doing. prep for that other than just being a part of it and going right. through this experience right. and asking mm-hmm. questions because, and I brought this up a few times, I did my first kind of big caddy event when I did a U.S. junior uh, on a boy's side. Mm-hmm. And everybody there was, it wasn't like anybody was hired. I was just brought in because dad couldn't do it, and we were in Pinehurst at the time mm-hmm. for the world championships. Yeah. and. I was really trying hard to pretend like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> like I had a couple of strategies that I thought would be beneficial, but I, I honestly, I walking away from it was like, I think I'm, I'm so far away from being able to do this on a professional level. Mm-hmm. And I actually heard they're trying to take those, those books away because they're just, it's, it's creating such a delay on the greens because oh, they're so well. detailed yeah. and there's so much information that you're almost not cheating, but if you really are smart about reading it, you're going to get a better yeah. look at making putts. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just see it and roll it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I watched you on 18 today. You came up. You had three oh, chips. Yeah. They all went in. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, Close. Then you, no, really, it was ridiculous. Then you dropped a circle down, and you made, like, a 50-footer, and you kind of, like, oh, shrugged yeah, your shoulders saying. and, like, geez, that went in, too. You were already walking up to get some food, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So if it goes that way for you this week, we might be all right. Yeah, we might be all right. It's, it's looking pretty good. These tight lies are a little to get used to. but it's soft I mean, out there, though. It, it's very soft, so things are, you it know. It might harden up, like you said. I'm, hopefully it firms up. Yeah, if it firms up, the, the course will get a little tougher, but definitely easier to get up and down around the greens. Well, we feel like congratulations is always in order with you guys because that's just like if you scroll through your Instagram, it just feels that way. It's, yeah. it, went, it was kind of like Junior Solheim Cup for you in July, and then obviously the USGA girls where you were in the in, in the round of 16, mm-hmm. and then the shipping invite where you get this invite here, mm-hmm. and then by the way, the Anwa was like super cool, and oh, you yeah. just posed yeah. with that picture. So yeah. maybe this is just how it goes for you, and... and um, uh, all that big time stuff that most people would be proud of just doing one. You've mm-hmm. got like a laundry list of them. <laughs> so as they keep stacking up, you know, we were kind of curious, do you ever stop and just like take it in? Do you ever just stop and take a breath and be like, wow, look what I've done in the last three months, year, whatever right. it might be. Yeah. Do you? I mean, honestly, I wish I could say that I do, but I mean, I'm always moving. I'm always, it's either a tournament or I'm doing school. Like, it's just, it's so much for for us. And hopefully I can sit back and start to reflect on what I've done. Um, and plus, I'm so hard on myself anyway that even though I've done so many stuff, I haven't really, like, won. And I'm, I have that, like, winner's mindset, so yeah, I always want to yeah. win. So to me, like, 
I see it as, oh, I just went to round of 16. But to you, it's more like, wow, you went to round of 16. I should see it more like that as well. Um, well, I think but. also because it's it's the girls. I mean, if it were maybe if it were the the am right, right, right. maybe you would be like, man, I made it to the sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the girls. You think I should win the I should win the girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if it at some point, you know, it's it's a week to week thing. Like we're gonna yeah. have Jensen Castle on a little bit. She just won the am, and yes. we had Gina Kim yeah. on the other mm-hmm. week. And yeah. both of them, it's wild because they shouldn't even made it into match play in the two events <laughs> that they yeah. won. Yeah. Like yeah, like crazy. Gina was Gina was in. Uh, a final playoff spot for one spot yeah. in the north and mm-hmm. south mm-hmm. and she ends up going on a heater and wins it and, wins it, yeah. and then jensen same way like she was in a she was in like in a two for 12 situation or 12 yeah. for two situation yeah. and then she gets hot and wins it so in those match play things sometimes you can play bad in stroke play right. and barely get in and then you just then it's your time yeah. so, so unfortunately there's luck involved in that yeah. yeah but i would advise you to look at it oh yeah I mean, you yeah. should pay attention to what yeah, you're doing sure. because you're only going to be able to do these little amateur things for so long. Oh, and I yeah. think we'll reflect on it and be yeah. like, I can't believe that mm. we were able to accomplish all that. Is that something that you ever do as a dad or is it just head down? Because I don't, I, I, cause it could be head down. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, like she said, I mean, we, we're always on the go. So we never have time to reflect on these things, you know, as we move forward. So. But sometimes in bed, I, I kind of do it. I'm sleeping or, or going to sleep. I, I look back, it's like, man, this is amazing. You know, we're going to play in this event or we're going to play in the annual and we're going to play in Augusta, for God's sake, you know. And then so, you quickly turn that switch off because you're like, all right, let's compete. Well, no, I mean, I'm getting more, I guess, better better as being a golf parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something I want to reflect on a lot of golf parents <laughs> that, that don't know how to be good golf parents. Right. You know, so but we won't get into that topic. That's a whole other. That's a different conversation <laughs> a that, I, I, that everyone's you know, evolving yeah. and working into. Yeah. Um, but from this right now, I think looking around, we got like the 18 set up behind us. You know, mm-hmm. the stage is set right on the 18th green. I saw yeah. you couldn't help yourself after you finished oh, yeah. to take a picture of where the founders are <laughs> yeah. going to be sitting behind yeah. us. We've got the 13 founder signs, you know, and then mm-hmm. the pros are sitting. The Cordes sisters just left the green. You know, Ali's right. favorite player, Ali Ewing, was just up there behind mm-hmm. us. Yeah. It's this is it's good stuff. One. This yeah. is a big one for you. Yep. Um yeah. but the other ones were big too. So I mean Allie dreams about playing in the Anwa, right? Yeah. Can you tell us what that was like for you and your experience? Yeah, I mean it was surreal. Um I wasn't really planning on actually playing that year, um, just based off rankings, but I was lucky to get a um committee invite. So, you know, once I got that I knew this was gonna be fun and once you got there it's completely different from any golf term I've ever played I mean the way they treat you and then um, the things that you get it's just it just feel you feel like a pro and um, it's definitely a, a completely different atmosphere for sure yeah an experience you're gonna want to have <laughs> yeah junior Solheim cup different oh uh, yeah junior Solheim cup was cool you've done it yeah. a few times or just no the once? this is my first one but um kind of bums the USA didn't win but you know I did my job and took care of it but it was a good week overall, um, just getting to meet the, the European girls as well. They were really mm-hmm. cool, and I'm sure we're going to see some out here pretty soon or in college. So, Both of you guys were talking about moving forward. How do you keep that mindset sharp after big moment after big moment? Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, you kind of have to, you know, when you do something great or even if you don't, you kind of have to keep it pushing, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you have another event because you have to, you know, you have to perform, and you can't be stuck on, you know, what you did in the past and, um, I mean, over time you'll get used to it. I mean, you start traveling a lot and you start playing a lot of golf events. You just kind of, everything's kind of, not really a blur, but everything, you're just constantly moving. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, sure, Dad's got something to say about it. He don't have to nah. say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, okay. So here's our perspective yeah. on, on things. All right. We were her first event. She was like eight. She didn't start playing till she was eight. So my little one, my seven-year-old, she started really like when she turned five. <laughs> yeah. She was she was in tournaments. Like I finally figured it out. We're walking up the fairway in the midst of some catastrophic 60 or some mess of a nine <laughs> holes that, that would have uh, you know ended some people's careers and this dad looks at me he's like hey jay you got to watch a short game like you got to watch it and and so i'm like okay what's that you know yeah. and so we yeah. go home and we watch it and it's immediately a game changer for Allie. yeah that's something that got me started i mean it just did right yeah it just there's something about watching it and that was something you're in so, yeah. and obviously, I don't know. That's, to me, it's one of the greatest movies of all mm-hmm. time, and 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 I think for a lot of junior golf parents, they view it as that. And it's I I take nothing but positive mm-hmm. out of it from specifically watching you guys because I understand all of it mm-hmm. and I am in it so deeply. And I'm an athlete and I'm a competitor, and I think the majority of the people that I know personally feel the same way about it. Yeah. And I look at you as that little girl, you know, <laughs> and it's just, and I think everybody's gonna get to know you yeah. as that version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so it's really cool to be able to sit down across from you now and yeah. kind of have that conversation because um, you've changed quite yeah. a bit yeah. from then, <laughs> right, Al? So we wanna break down some of those moments in between before you won your first U.S. Kids World Championship, can you remember back to when you first picked up a golf club and who, and um, what you looked like as you were developing? Uh, yeah, um, my dad got me into the game. Um, I don't really remember remember much. I mean, I do. I think the first thing I remember is my first coach I ever had. Um, her name is Chris. Um, she was a, like a big part of my golf game growing up. I mean, I was probably five six seven or something but so you were at it early yeah yes three years old (laughs) no so i i really followed the uh trainer trainer tiger you know earl and tiger woods and he had you know of course he had tiger um with uh rudy duran um at uh four so i went to um uh chris olsen is is our first golf coach and i went to her at mars like four four and a half and i said hey would you mind you know teaching her golf she goes I don't, I don't teach, you know, kid, infants like that, you know. Right. And she saw her swing. This is a real story. So she saw her swing, and she had a couple of shots, and she goes, okay, I'll teach her. And I said, oh, cool. So, but I, I liked Chris because Chris didn't do the normal range, hitting a 1,000 balls. She was a lot of short game work, a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, so I think that mm-hmm. really helped Amari um, and myself really get, to be able to understand how a short game really worked because she worked a lot of short games. So it's all she, like finding the bottom of the swing early. Yeah. So yeah. most of the stuff you did at four years old was yeah. just like chipping, yeah. pitching, putting. Yeah, 30, yeah, just 30% swing type stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. She was, uh, a lot of things she taught me are very fundamental. And um, one thing she taught me that I still use today is um, when I putt to hear the ball go in the hole. And I'm like, I'm a, I like to look when I putt. So, um, Sometimes I have to go back to that and just hear her voice and say, hear the ball go in the hole. And I still use that till, to today. So Yeah, I think that's the key. I think starting at four and just letting them chip is probably the best thing for the foundation of a golf swing. So you, you knew that. And I didn't know that with Allie. So Allie got a late start. My little one, 
she she she's she not learned here. from all but, my mistakes. But, yeah, she learned from all that. So I was I was feeling really good about getting her started. But Allie can play too. I mean, yeah. she can play too. But part of me looks at this process and wonders, like, okay, we only saw you as that star, like that yeah. that world champion. Right. There had to be a lot of growth in between then, when you were yeah. also out there shooting sixty from fifteen hundred yeah. yards. Mm-hmm. And um, as a competitor, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to be patient with that do you remember that process trying to be patient yeah um honestly my dad worked me so hard he still does right <laughs> when I was younger so I wasn't honestly I would say I wasn't really used to um losing per se um <laughs> I, I won a lot of tournaments when I was six or seven so going into that uh the short game and the world championships I wasn't really used to to losing and pressures because mm-hmm. I just won everything but I mean, I would say I would say from then till now, there's been a, there's been bumps in the road for sure, and um, a lot of growth comes from that. And you know, now I'm here. So I mean, those bumps in the road didn't they didn't obstruct me from where I am now. Right, right. Yeah. So my seven-year-old sister Lucy is a good little player, but she reminds me a little bit of you as an eight-year-old. She finished third in Worlds this summer, and her game is solid, mm-hmm. but she struggles with wanting to be perfect all the time. So what advice would you give her? Um, I would just say um, being wanting to be perfect isn't a bad thing. I wouldn't say know, like knowing your limits, but also just um, encouraging yourself to say that you know it's not the end of the world and that um, bad shots happen. It's just really how you move on from there. Um, if you have to get upset after a bad shot because you want to be perfect, then you do that. But as soon as that shot's over and you're going to your next one, I guess try and be perfect again and try and get it done because you know you can do it. So mm-hmm. just having that belief in yourself. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Not helping yeah. me. No. no. <laughs> well, it's well, not. I thought it was Being good. perfect is hard. It's <laughs> Being not perfected helping is hard. Me because I can't. I, there's a scene where you're like, I, I don't know how to get her back. I feel like that all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get her back because we were one or two under going into the eighth the other day at Seaview at some regional mm-hmm. and she had a great drive and had 30 yards in for her approach you mm-hmm. know and, and caught it thin and it went over the back she had a nightmare chip she she yeah did hit the hill and was down and she ended up having a 30 footer yeah. and turned into a double and it was it it was it yeah like I knew the next hole was going to be a nightmare so is there anything that you can offer advice on th- that for me because I, I think there's a lot of people that listen to this that have young kids that are so emotional about their failure and I've mm-hmm. tried so many different tactics. Did you ever find one that worked with Amari? <laughs> I was gonna say no again, but uh, no, not necessarily Amari, but I think my my uh, youngest daughter. So she plays golf, and I, I think I took a different approach with her. I mean, still was kind of rough, but I mean, not as rough with Amari. But anyway, uh, you know, I just think that if you just give the kid a hug, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let them know it's gonna be okay, instead of doing the other stuff that you know parents tend to do when the kids blowing up you know um yeah like consoling them talking them through trying to be rational yeah i mean mean, that's the key right because they they're just trying to please you right like the parents so that's why they really get all emotional and and all bent out of shape because they just want to try to please the parent so if the parent you know has the kid understand that hey i'm good so you can be good right so i think that's a good approach to have Mm -hmm. to me 
personally, now that I look back. Yeah, I think the at, less at that everything. I talk to her, the better she handles it. <laughs> right. Or, Honest or, to God, right? Or, like, yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. that or, works. Yeah. Or, or Without just like a scowl them. on my face, right. and, like me clenching my fist, <laughs> the less I talk, like the better off she Flashbacks. is. Well, they're always going to look at you too, because that's what yeah, kids do. Yeah, they can feel my emotion, they can feel my stress, and they can feel like my desire for them to be successful. So no matter how far you try to mask it, you can't because they can see all through okay. that stuff. So I can't tell you how many times he's walked on on that, the sides of the course and just I hit a bad shot and the first thing I do is look at him. I know. And it's like and it's like I don't know. I'm not even thinking about him. I don't really Why care. Why do you guys do that? No, she and it's looks just like, at me. And I'm it's from just the like, range. <laughs> and it's just like I don't you're really range care. Balls. Yeah. You're hitting range balls. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that you hit that thing horrible. Like, yeah. Why? I don't know. I just think. And we, she'll smile at me like. Yeah. Like is he pissed at me? <laughs> Do you do that to him? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. I mean, I mean, as I've gotten older, I kind of gone away from that. But I mean, honestly, like he said, it's just because we want you guys' approval. Um, because we we know that you guys want the best for us, and you know we want the best for us as well. So we look to you to but you're get giving, that. You're giving us an opportunity to yeah. tell you how frustrated yeah. we are with you, and you know, <laughs> for kids. <laughs> Looking back at the short game, yeah. Okay, there's a lot of kids that like became celebrity-ish personalities, right? right? <laughs> so you got the panels, you got Sky Sudbury, you got Kornikova, who, you know, is is another one, and then of course everybody loved that Zama guy, right? Oh, Zama. Um, <laughs> Sky just signed or announced the other day she's going to be with Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, do you do you stay in touch with anybody? You follow their careers? What's that like and now that you've kind of all gone along on your different path? Yeah, like I said, we've we've grown into our own. Um, Sky, um, yeah, she committed to Texas A&M, so she'll be you know continuing her her golf there, and then I'll be going to USC. Um, and then you know Alexa, I've played with her, and she's gonna do what she's gonna do. And um, but yeah, we've all grown, and um, we've all become really good golfers, or just really good people since then. And so. just all uh, kind of on your own path. Yeah, we're on our own path, doing, doing our, own your things, own things. our own things. <laughs> How proud are you of that USC scholarship? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, that wasn't the end goal for me, though. You know, that was my first goal, right? You know, it was your first goal, or was not? It was not yeah. my first goal. First goal for me was to, you know, LPJ go pro, and you know, because like any other, you know, dad with uh, gigantic, enormous dreams, we were right. dreaming, you know. Sure. And just the last couple of days, just being out here today and yesterday, I mean, playing with these professionals, especially today. Uh, one of the ladies told us, she says that she thought she had it all wrapped up. Um, and she thought she could turn pro and, you know, it would be easy, and it wasn't, huh. right? So those are things you have to kind of, I think COVID really helped us, right? Helped <laughs> me understand that, hey, slow your roll, yeah. right? Take it easy, right? Let the girl go to school, do her thing, grow more, right? Because it it's not easy out here. People think you just hit the ball and go get it, find it, hit it again, and make birdies. No. I mean, these, these girls are good for a reason, Right? And um, so it's a very difficult task. So to 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 go to a USC school is a, it it's a great opportunity for her. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're right about that. For some reason, though, I swear, Andre, I remember you saying something about how like you just want to make sure she gets a college scholarship. <laughs> well, yeah, I did say that in the short game, but but you know that was for TV. But that was never my end goal. Yeah. And I always fought that for many years. You know, about people saying, oh, she should go to college and. Some people say, you know, she's good enough to just, just to turn pro. Because if you watch her today, you would think she can be out here with the rest of these girls playing. But that the girl told us today who went to USC, matter of fact, yeah. uh, we spoke to her. And she said that she thought it would be an easy transition. Because right? she, she left school early to come out. 
like a semester or like when she came out she only went to school for a semester and then came out to turn pro and uh she said it was a mental thing not on the course mental but just the whole process of it was just so much information and I just told you guys about the whole caddy thing, right? These guys are doing stuff. I don't even know what the hell they're doing. It's and they learn that over there in right, college. It's right. a full education. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we we follow a lot of college players. Mm-hmm. We, we get to yeah. see the dynamic of the team, too. And we also right. understand, like, a little bit of a different perspective of, like, the elite level college players when they right. come to these big events, what that, mm-hmm. like, sorority is like in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know how you could give that up. Right. I, yeah. I'm, honestly, I don't know how you could give that up at least – doing it for a year two years or whatever yeah. you end up yeah. doing mm-hmm. you might look back at that and say like oh thank you i'm so yeah. happy i did that yeah so uh allison Kurpros is a friend of ours she she's uh usc's number one she's I, what is she eight in wagger right now or nine in wagger so she's nine or something like that nice we watch her play all the time mm-hmm. i don't know if you've had a chance to meet her yeah, or yeah. be with the girls what are the usc girls like and what are you walking into over there i think the tournament they're at right now they're not playing too well but i mean hey it's a team event and you know if they're not playing good that's fine but I mean we're we're pretty high we're a pretty high-ranked team we have a great school and um an even better team we have some great girls on the team I know all of them uh we're all from SoCal so very familiar yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) very familiar with them and we all have great games and a lot of um potential to play well and I think we're gonna go get that natty when I get there oh yeah everybody says that on this podcast yeah well Mississippi State says it Duke says it. well not to throw my coach under the bus but um they're looking. They're looking for a natty uh, these next few years, and I think me and what uh, ring size are you? I'm an eight. I'm All right. an eight. Okay. Just got that figured out yesterday. <laughs> Good timing. So, how much time do you spend getting great on a golf course? And I want you to break down what that looks like on, like for a week when you're not playing in these big events. Right. Yeah. So I'm usually just um, like on Mondays. I take the day off and go train with my trainer, um, and I use that to do school as well. Um, and then uh, the rest of the week, I'm just practicing every day, pretty much all day, um, four to five hours. Um, I kind of switch it up. I'm either like hitting on the range for a couple hours, putting for a couple hours, and then, or I'm either going on the course. Um, I think the course is very important, and um, just putting yourself in different situations all the time. Um, and that's just how I practice. Yeah, like four to five hours, and sometimes I'll have a lesson with my coach. But yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, you were saying how you go out there for five to six hours. Right. Some kids, some people don't want to do that for five no. to six hours. Yeah. So I want to know when that like switch turned for you where you did want to go out there and practice for five to six hours. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've always I've always trained that hard, I guess. So, I mean, mm-hmm. people, everyone's different. Yeah. So, I mean. That was just your day-to-day. That was just my day-to-day. And, you six know. Six days I'm, a week? Yeah. Yeah. And we made it, and we made it productive. Six days a week? Yes. Seven yeah. days a week? Six. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sunday. sometimes seven. Sometimes seven. But we made it productive. I mean, you can you can spend two hours on the course and make it just as productive as eight hours. So I mean, I mean, like I said, on an average week, it's four to five hours. But I can be out there for for two and be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. How do you break that down? How much is short game? How much is range work? How much is putting? Um, it do really you have just a plan? it really just depends. Um, I'm trying to build more of a plan just to be more precise with how I'm doing things. Um, but um, I spend a, most of my time on the range and putting. Um, I really like to putt and hit balls, but. Um, need to start focusing more of that attention on chipping. Yeah, like maybe Pitching. 30 yards, 40 yeah. yards in it. Yeah, it's looking good right now. but It looked good today. Yeah, it looked it good did. today. <laughs> so uh, mental toughness wins in the game, and clearly you have worked on that growth over the years. How have you improved in that area, and who has helped you? 
I've had a lot of support, um, my family and friends, um, and, and then, you know, me as well, just kind of digging deep and telling myself that, hey, like, I got to be mentally strong out here because physically I can do it. I know I can. Putting that mentality with the physical part of it um, is always the hard part. But um, I also had a psychologist that I worked for with uh, a little bit. Um, he was actually Tiger Woods psychologist growing up, uh, Dr. Jay Brunza. Um, he helped a little bit, and I still use some of his stuff today. What is his stuff? Um, mo- most of his stuff is just like um, like breathing um, and kind of incorporating a pre-shot routine and even um, an after-shot routine as well. So. Um, he just kind of tells me, uh, fairways and greens, <laughs> fairways and greens. And that's, that's all I think about, um, out there and just trying to breathe, yeah, stay I, in the moment. So what about, was, what ahead. about when you're not in the fairways and greens? What right. do you tell yourself then? <laughs> I mean, that obviously yeah, is going to yeah. happen. Right, right. I mean, I try to just stay in the moment. Um, and like I said, breathe. Um, mm-hmm. cause like I said, it's not the end of the world. Um, you just gotta, if you're out of position, put yourself back into position. That's all you can do. Um, and you know, some holes you're going to end up with a double or a triple and you know hey that that's golf you can't make birdies and paros in every hole so um if you make that double or triple you go to the next hole and you regroup and you start over again and you just Mm -hmm. you just always trying you're always trying to do the best you can yeah he i just saw something recently where he i don't know how many years ago this was but he he went down to the detail of when i'm on the range i know what i'm gonna hit on the first tee uh i go to my bag i pull the club out of my bag and then when I'm done, I, I place it back into my bag, and I got to do that three times so I know the feel of it. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm on the first tee right. box, I say to myself, "I've done this. I know yep. I can do it." Yep. Did that come from him? Um, because that's how detail oriented you're talking about that thought yeah, process, that yep. pre that pre yep. that pre shot process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people are more detail oriented oriented, but um, me, I'm just kind of I'm not really like that to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of. Um, like to see shots and like envision the holes and stuff and what I'm gonna, how I'm gonna hit the shot off the tee if I'm gonna fade it, draw it, hit it low, high. Um, but most of the time I'm just trying to get into a groove and you know feel good and um, just kind of get in motion. So we talked about a little bit about this, how you take Mondays off and you try to make time for school. Then, what does school look like for you? I assume you're homeschooled at yeah, this point. Homeschooled, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tough right now. Um, I'm going to USC early, so um, I need my schoolwork finished by December. Like, these courses aren't supposed to be done until February. So you're so going to play for them this spring? This spring, yeah. So I'll be there in January. Um, school is looking tough right now. I have six classes, um, and they all have to be done two months early. So. And you're here for and a I'm week. And I'm here for a week. Until but you're I, somewhere yeah. else next week. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, working, I'm working ahead, so I'm already, I'm already two weeks ahead in school, so I have some time here and just kind of relax, but... As soon as we touch down in Riverside, California, <laughs> I'm back, back on the schoolwork. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't be seeing a course for a little bit. So it is stressful. It is stressful. It's hanging yeah. over your head. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna block it out this week. I'm gonna try. <laughs> and you're gonna block your dad out this week. No, on the I gotta listen to him this time. <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys on one, just staring at it, looking at shots, and just kind of picking visuals out there early. How much of that conversation goes back and forth, and what are you doing as a dad when you're trying to prep for a course like this? First of all, I'm a I'm a caddy this week nice okay so let's make sure we get that understood super professional uh, right absolutely right you gotta wear different hats yeah, right? yeah so so you take the emotional side out of it non-responsive right because i'm a caddy right right i have no emotion my, my job is to carry the bag make sure my feet don't hurt and get the right yardage you know help her help her make her calculations and uh make as many birdie putts as possible and then work with what happens that's it yeah 
Yeah, just move on to the next home. And nothing, like she said, nothing you can do. You when did that point. transition happen for you where you just totally could switch it like that? Um, it took a little while. I mean, I'll say recently in the last three or four years. Right? Because, you know, you're still trying to put that dad hat on. Most times those dads are trying to put that dad hat on uh, and bring in the dad emotion. Like, I told you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you missed that putt. Why? You know, you still do that. You got to put the caddy. You got to put the caddy <laughs> not hat this on this week, though. right? I hope not. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, but even caddies tell the players that. But I'm saying, like, when you're a caddy, you have to say if they miss the putt, you just, you know, hey, let's go to the next hole. You know, and uh, like she had a she had a uh, shot today, and uh, I forgot what I asked her. I asked her, a, a, but I asked her a caddy question. You know, yeah. In reference to why she might have missed that particular, you sure. know, uh, shot. I said, did you, did you, are you getting tired, you know what I mean? Or did your right arm kind of get, kind of get, you know, skewed? Uh, so it wasn't like a dad question. How did you respond to that question? Um, I just, like a, like a player would to a caddy. Did you? Um, yeah, I mean. Good for you guys. Yeah, I mean, Cause, we kind of mix. That's I, on, tough, though. It is, it is tough. But we do kind of mix, like, the dad-daughter, caddy player thing. I mean, because I'm. Like he's still my dad. Well, it's hard still, to read, too. Right. Like, are yeah. you asking that question because you're mad at me for missing it? Or do yeah, you really yeah. want to know if I'm tired? He's probably, deep like, down, he's mad about it. But he's, you know. But he's, he's trying to get to the root yeah, of it. Yeah, but we, all, but we all have to kind of, you know, I'm not a prof- I'm not a professional and he's not a professional caddy. But we kind of have to, you know, fake it till we make it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the motto this week. I'm a professional. He's a professional caddy. Right. And, you know, well, stop, it's another stop week. Stop telling everybody how impressed you are with the other caddies then. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to. Still <laughs> All right. After this ends, then it's, okay, I'm a pro. I'm yeah, a pro yeah. caddy. I'm a yeah. pro jock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, though, I, I don't know how how I can be better about saying, hey, are you tired? Are you tired right now, Allie? Because this is ridiculous. I don't know how to not say it like that. So, do you, there's... Do you know what I'm talking about? Andre? You, you, you got to learn, right? <laughs> it's a, lot, a lot of golf dads have to learn how to how to how, how to do that, right? Because it's for the betterment of of the player, right? The daughter's a player. She's a player first, right? So when she's on the court, she's a player, not not your daughter. So you have to put that in perspective. You understand? But hold on. Do you yes. ever think like sometimes when you do that stuff, like out of spite, they just start playing better, despite you? <laughs> Have you ever felt that? Because I feel, Allie, don't you, like, remember a couple times I'd be like, come at your life and then you'll hole out or you'll make, like, I a dirty... I remember this one time that I did get in trouble for not, like, working hard enough or something like that. And he just decided, like, you know what, I'm going to see what she does. And I was like, Mom, can you take me out? Oh, yeah, I said, you're, I done. Played... I'm done. you're done playing golf. Yeah, and so I'm, I... I said, I'm not going to take you. <laughs> Obviously, I knew she'd go play that day. Right. And I played my best nine holes I've ever played. <laughs> At like 31, and I was like in the clubhouse on the ninth, like trying to see still like a crazy man if she yeah. if she had it. Yeah, there is a balance between yeah. the crazy and right. the motivational side of it. You've transitioned away from that crazy into a fully professional relationship, but he's still your dad. Yeah. So when you say certain things, it could come off differently than it's intended because yeah. now you've had this history behind of like, what does he mean by that? You yeah, know, like, yep. okay, why is he doing that? You understand what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, I'm grabbing at straws here trying to figure out, like, when the maturity will set in where you're willing to accept some of that mm-hmm. and he's willing to accept some of your crazy. Yeah. And it, and it does become a perfect yeah. symmetrical relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's all in, it's all in growing up um, and the maturity part. I mean, like, 
when I was 10, 11, I was, you know, acting a certain way, and he was acting a certain way, and it's just like, you know, I'm young, and he's and he's just trying to, you know, get me the, you know, have me be the best, best yeah, be the best I can, right. and now that I'm, you know, 17 years old, I'm getting older, I'm almost off to college, doing my own thing, so, you know, now I'm more mature, and he's more mature, he sees that I'm going off to college, so he's just going to try and help the best he can. So, what does that future look like for you when you dream? What do you picture for yourself? Um, I definitely dream a life out here on tour. Um, and like my dad said, I didn't see myself going to school at all. Um, that was never that was never the plan. But um, uh, COVID kind of set us back a little bit, but also helped. Um, and then um, just realizing how good the program was and how I could better myself in college as well um, and work with my coaches and... Um, but yeah, I mean, the future for me, I just, I see myself at school becoming the best player that I possibly can. And then um, once I'm ready to get out here, just going to get it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet you're excited about that. Do you picture yourself holding trophies and taking those LPGA selfies? I see it all the time. Do you? I see it all the time. Even, I mean, even this week, I mean, I'm like, I want, you know, I don't really mind how the week goes because I'm, I feel ready. My game feels right. Um if I happen to be holding the trophy in the week, that's cool. If not, that's cool too. <laughs> we'll go back home. Cool. Yeah, we'll go back home, regroup, and you know, just keep it going. So it's a matter of time. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. To me, it feels like a matter of time. It, it's obviously tough out here, but um, I mean, this is what we work for. We work so hard for years and years and years, and um, it'd be kind of odd to not see myself with right. the trophy in my hand. So it's a matter of time and patience. Yeah. Yeah. The patience part of it is the is the difficult thing for most people. It's hard to yep. be patient when you see an opportunity in front of you. Yep. It's hard when you want, you, you can, especially in any given round, you think that this is the day, you know, and then it starts yep. to just fall <laughs> apart. And you're just, then you're grabbing for it, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> is there uh, any lessons that you guys have learned over the years on how to how to remain patient in, in, in the process? Oh, it just comes from experience, basically, you know. You have to experience it, and it has to be over time. So... You can't really rush that, you know. So you know, I know we tried and we failed at that. So, <laughs> so now we're back on the on the snail's pace of, yeah. of just taking it because we're out here. Like I said, we're just taking this this whole thing in, man. It's just it's just so awesome, you know. You'll experience yeah. it one day, hopefully. I mean, you'll be out here and playing with these young ladies and these and these pros, and it's a different level, totally, right? Because you're you're out here with them even at the US Open. I mean, I was so in awe. I was really in awe. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm on the range with these pros. Just a few days ago, I was outside the dang thing, you know, watching from inside. That's so different for me. Lexi, Lexi, come here. And now I'm eating lunch with Lexi. So so it's kind of a, a different tangible where you can actually touch them and talk to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're viewed differently. I mean, you're yeah. a part of it. You're immediately accepted. Yeah, right. it's mm-hmm. it's cool. Everybody's so happy to meet you, and they know who yeah. you are. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, I'd imagine those scars you're talking about developing mm-hmm. need to be welcomed. Like right. we need to earn our stripes. Like poetically speaking, yeah. like we need to earn our stripes. We got to cut. We got to get cut. Right. And so people that don't realize that that's the reality in this need to wake up real quick or they're going to be fighting against a, a battle they can't win yeah you know the yeah. failure the accepting of it and allowing yourself to just struggle and come out on top yeah. but still it's hard to be patient isn't it yeah but i mean yeah being patient is tough but adversity comes with success you know like you have to take the adversity if you want the success you can't 
you can't grow if you don't learn, you know. So, you know, that's what we do. Just take take it one at a time, one shot at a time, and, you know, that's what it is. I'll tell you what. One of my favorite things out of, out of any movie, all right, <laughs> is when you say... Andre. What's that? What's that? You said it was so emotional and heartfelt, okay? <laughs> you looked and you just were in, in a moment where you were realizing, okay, I'm a C person. I'm a C plus person. <laughs> How do I make an A person? This line is iconic. <laughs> it is to me. This line it, is iconic. It <laughs> is. Do you realize? Like, and that was, it was just because I look at that from the same lens. Right. All right? I mean, I was a Division three basketball player. Played one year overseas in Luxembourg. I think... The Milwaukee Bucks might have needed an extra guy. They thought I was next door, so they called me and brought me in some pity tryout, right? And I knew I had no shot. I should have stayed in there and said, I'll collect, like, towels if you could bring me in as a camera guy. And I'd have a totally different life right now. But instead, I went to Luxembourg and played with a mailman who was 55 years old and an 18-year-old kid as my professional teammates. And I came back and I started teaching. So let's be real here. Like, I feel the same way. I don't, I don't find... I think I, I might have a, an A minus personality, but mm-hmm. I'm a C person. I'm a teacher. You know, I had to grind. I had to go get some master's degrees to earn a living. And now we're lucky enough to travel. And I'm trying to make some really A level golfers. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people uh, in this game are coming from where we came from. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of uh, the difficulty for people like us to be a part of this game mm-hmm. because you see the opportunity that's presented to certain individuals and the manner in which they get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. No. You have to work no matter who you are. Right. But it's tough. Yep. It's tough for us to travel and to do all of these things and make all of this possible to give right. our kids moments. You guys are giving Allie a moment right now. Okay? <laughs> yeah. This is helping her become that A person. Right. And from my perspective, just in the little amount of time we've shared together and watching from afar, mm-hmm. you did it, dude. Like, like you did it. You, you took that C plus personality and lifestyle, mm-hmm. and and that's what I have. And right. you made that A plus kid. Right. You, so <laughs> way to go, man. I, I mean, I don't need a response. I just wanted to say that out loud to you because right. I think it's important to, to see that. I, I watch that movie from. I think you got a bad rap in that movie. I, I'm you. I really do. I, I, I've, I've grabbed a club and tried to like just kind of squeeze it in the background. And, and I know if there was a camera on 95% of my friends who are doing this with their kids, you'd, you would look exactly the same way as yeah. I, you know, we all look. Yeah. So to be fair, like you're my guy. We're all in the same. We're in the same boat. We're rowing in the same direction right, together. Right, and so. Right. I just wanted to say congratulations on what you've done with her. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, yeah, that movie, man, I, I just, I just don't know. I just, uh, it, uh, it portrayed me in a different light. I tell you, because speaking to the producers, they're like, there were more parents there, worse than me. But I was the one that looked worse. So I'm like, hmm. I don't. How think, that worked out? I don't. The funny. That's what's crazy. I don't think you look bad. I just think you showed your heart it's and real. people yeah. couldn't right. see it for that because right. they don't understand right, right. what we are going through. Right, right. No, um, no, I was just saying the producers told me, oh yeah, it was certain other people in the movie, which I won't name, they were way worse than you, way worse, oh my God, because I, I made a comment about it, I said, yeah, I know I'm a little rough with my kid, but you know, oh no, you're, oh, compared to other parents in the movie, man, you're easy. Mm-hmm. So why did I look like the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> what did I look like the man? What's the guy? kid's perspective? You, you don't see it that way, right? You see me at my worst yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, I mean. I mean, I don't now. I don't think it's like that. 
It's just hard. Because it's different. I've gone through it. I've gone through what it's like to be good, what you have to do so I can be successful. So it's different now that I'm older. And you see it that way too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my, I think my dad's grown a lot. And, and how much he, do you love that guy right there? A lot. <laughs> as much as I'd like, as much as I hate to admit it, but I do. He, d- he does a lot for me and um, like I couldn't be where I'm at without him, obviously. He's the one who brought this all together, so. So actually, real story. So, you know, I was trying to really get her a caddy for this week. I mean, trying hard. Like, <laughs> her coach wanted a caddy, but I, didn't, I just couldn't afford for him and for us to fly out. So I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't do all that. So then I said, well, I'll, I'll get you a caddy here, right? Yeah. And so we were in the process of doing that, and she says, well, why don't you just be my caddy? I'm like, I don't want a freaking caddy. All right, this is the LPGA. It's not, this is not freaking Tora Truck Cup. You know what I mean? This yeah. is not... It's not AJGA, right? This is this different level. So, but she wanted me on the bag, and um, so here I am. So I was, I was I was proud that she asked me to be on the bag this week, and uh, I take that to heart. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. So she. Way to go, kid. Yeah, I mean he does all this stuff for me, and I get these wonderful experiences. Why not give some back by letting him caddy for me and be inside the ropes for once and not outside looking in? That's awesome. So yeah. what time am I in the bag on Friday? Though? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when he's walking up 16, the par three, and he's struggling, I'll just call you. Yeah, just let me know. Just yeah. hit, hit that DM up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Amari and Andre, our list of dream guests just got a little bit shorter after wrapping up this episode with you today. When you think about daddy-daughter duos in the game, you two are at the top of a lot of lists. Mr. Avery, hmm. <laughs> the passion for your daughter's success has created so many great moments for the both of you. Keep it up. And Amari, you're an inspiration to junior golfers with your hard work and determination and will be for years to come. You helped create my dream of competing at the World Championships in Pinehurst. That won't stop happening anytime soon. Always remember that. Winning events is a big deal. Being an elite golfer and a future pro is awesome, but changing lives and showing people how to overcome adversity while working hard day in and day out truly is the best thing you have done with your career. Thank you for growing the grind in junior golfers, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) No, really, it's true. It's really true. I mean, it's easy to go to Netflix and put that movie on. (laughs) It's easy to show a little kid who's just getting started this is what you can do. And you guys don't recognize, like, I think it I think it paints this process perfectly. I think you're a great story. I think that you're a testament to what people mm-hmm. can do with their lives if they dream a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting started. Yeah. And so yeah. we're going to watch it from afar and we're going to be rooting for you and we're going to be on team the team for quite some time. Yeah. If you will yeah. welcome us to oh, the, the PXG uh, team. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Pink oh. team PXG troops. All right, that wraps up episode 14 of season two, From the Short Game to the Big Time, with our special guest, Andre and Amari Avery. They have some clubs to go get regripped. We have to go watch some more practice round action before the Founders Cup. Thank you for coming on, and always remember, golf is great, the grind makes it greater. That's right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.